are you doing? I'll tell you what you're doing. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls. Lorcas! Either you are, or I'll be skipping rope with your entrails. Ta-ta. This podcast is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the amazing universe of the Elder Scrolls. Adventurers, welcome back to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, and I'm here with Lotus of Doom. And Lotus, it's been a few weeks. We banked some episodes because I went out of town and all that stuff. But we're back live doing a show again. It's happening. That's crazy. All all during the start of QuakeCon as well. Yeah, QuakeCon's going on. Do you remember how to podcast? Because I don't. I'm hoping you do. Certainly not. Um, We actually only had one episode of Tales in in the period of time as well because then i went to the beach for an entire weekend so uh, we only had one episode so no i'm completely i've forgotten everything i have no idea how to podcast anymore it's all over all right well we'll just have to do our best then uh welcome back everybody we are digging back into daedric creatures and uh we're just going alphabetically through them and some of them have daedra in the front of the name some of them have daed something and so we're going to cover the next four which all include daedra or Daedra in them and uh yeah it's 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 gonna be good times um I've been having fun going over these because they're all so different and interesting and it's kind of fun to just list them all out so we're gonna continue with that so uh Lotus we're kicking this one off with um some of these are more detailed than others right yes we seem to kind of have a good mix so far um i didn't ooh, my camera's all screwed up uh, <laughs> your <we cameras>. <laughs> you're, you're slowly slipping <laughs> off the just, screen just my head um <laughs> disappearing um for anybody on the non-video version this has no idea what i'm talking about um but yeah it's always a mix of whether we're going to have a bunch of information on the creatures or if they're kind of just like uh, well I'm not yeah. jumping too far ahead, but a daedrat or something. Or a dade mite. We're going to start with dade yes. mites, yeah. which are... Okay, so here's, as usual, we're drawing some of the information from the UESP. That is our go-to wiki for this stuff. Uh, there are multiple wikis, many different places you can go. Sometimes we cross-reference things. The yep. quotes from this episode coming from UESP. Go check them out. They're our buds. They're awesome. They, yeah. they deserve More sources are always good, but I might yes. be partial to the UESP just from, you know, us running the podcast over there <laughs> <laughs> you know in cooperation with them but uh yeah, exactly. here we go the uh a dade mite is a type of daedric vermin creatures similar to pests on the mortal world dade mites are considered particularly unpleasant to speak of that's not much of a description that's not a whole lot to go on 
Perfect. Yeah. So we do have a description, though, of Daedric Vermin. This comes from Denizens of Apocrypha. This is one of the in-game books that just was released with Necrom. And this happens whenever there's new releases for ESO, we get new books in the game and we get new things to quote and new information to pull, which is exciting because sometimes that means we can go back and learn more about something we've already covered. Well, this one talks about the denizens of Apocrypha, of course, one of the Daedric realms. And in Apocrypha, there are Daedric vermin. There's a whole section of this about it. And this is what it says. It says, spending an hour strolling about Cypher's Midden and you'll encounter everyday vermin that are similar to the pests of the mortal world. At first glance, anyway. Dead rats or daedrats, which we're going to mention in a little bit. Yep, and coming up next. <laughs> yeah, and fiend roths appear to exist in all corners of oblivion, scuttle, scuttling about and scavenging in much the same way that rats and insects plague, uh, plague Nern. Uh, and then it goes on to describe the. Uh, tomes shell which is something we'll cover in the future so i don't sure. want to go too far into something else but what this tells us is that there are vermin and vermin means things like rats but it also means things like insects so in the world of daedric princes in the realms of oblivion there are bugs is basically what we know that's yeah, yeah that's a good way of putting it there's bugs there's bugs. There's, and I guess it makes sense because there are biological creatures that live in these worlds. Bugs in our own world seem to kind of be scavengers. They kind of, they eat and they consume and they multiply and they do all of those things at the bottom of the food chain or very close right. to the bottom of the food chain. So it makes sense that there would be something to fill that spot in a world with other kinds of creatures and animals. Sure. So that's that's all we have to say about them. Uh, but is, the other thing that's just kind of worth noting on these ones, because this is less common, even on the ones with very minimal information, um, there's literally not even one of these in game. Like this is solely discussed in the lore. Like so, so you can't even get a visual visual representation of these in game yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is not usual. I mean, we've got some weird things, sometimes super pixelated, sometimes, you know, whatever. This is solely what what I think a date might or date date might looks like compared to what you think it looks like. Uh, there is no even this situation is a gray maybe just around what they visually look like because we have no canon version of their appearance just yet right are they insects like what we would expect do they have like six eggs or eight legs or are they something completely different we don't know right do they look like those little mites from minecraft who knows <laughs> maybe there's just minecraft creatures living there's in a, little minecraft maybe minecraft mites. is a realm of oblivion <laughs> look if if we've learned anything from our weird crossover episode we did with uh, Benefactor from the Imperial Library while you were gone, there is totally a Minecraft crossover. There could be a chance. Exactly. Uh, there's a, you're saying there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance. Now, alphabetically, which is kind of odd, Daedrats follow Daedmites, and they are a type of vermin. So we're going to cover the other type of vermin right now on the second creature of this episode. Uh, according to the UESP, Daedrats are Daedric vermin from Oblivion, resembling large, ragged rats with glowing blue eyes that sometimes speak into Nern through Oblivion gates or portals. Some Dramora consider them cute, despite the fact that Daedrats are considered vermin. So if they catch them, they kill them swiftly instead of torturing them. 
this that's they get the, i love how it's so cute murder it immediately like oh don't torture that one it's cute just kill it yeah, quickly just 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 really crush it fast so. right <laughs> and then it goes on it says like they do to loose banekin which i suppose they think are cute or at least somehow more value than and they don't need to be tortured or whatever uh, yeah <laughs> they are fed on by some vampires such as the blood mist clan their meat is largely gristle <laughs> so not Delicious. worth eating uh, and highly enjoyed by ogrim when rancid even better so nice fetid day drafts mm-hmm. mm-hmm. now there's your delicacies yeah but is known to upset dogs stomachs in even a fresh state uh now dade rats they show up everywhere they're one of the types of vermin they're multiple different places in oblivion they uh there's different variations of them they don't have all necessarily have glowing blue eyes some of them look a little bit more ferocious or they glow with like red colors or they're ghost versions and you know ESO has expanded a lot of these things in lots of yeah. different interesting yeah. ways generally just think of an eerie creepy evil rat and you get a good idea of it otherwise they just literally look like stressed out evil skeevers <laughs> yeah they're kind of yeah they're kind of the well I mean skeevers are the rats of Tamriel right so which is weird because also without getting super off track which is weird because skeevers kind of were like for the most part the rats of the elder scrolls except there are also rats if you go back to the older games because they like <laughs> didn't come up with skeever yet so they were literally just rats yeah i would imagine so, skeevers are just like really big rats though yeah that, like, like we don't have rats. skeevers but we have rats they have right. rats and they're the same size as our rats but skeevers are the size of the like rats dogs in, are, uh, in arena uh, and uh, Daggerfall also have like red eyes. They almost resemble more of a day drat than a <laughs> toxic in chat says New York has skeevers. All right. <laughs> Maybe that's Perfect. true. <laughs> uh, cool. Okay. Uh, speaking of speaking of very interesting rat like creatures, day drats, uh, there is a specific day drat that shows up in ESO that we have to talk about. Yes, we do. And I'm really glad you thought to mention this because once you you put this in the notes, it's like, oh my God, that would have been a travesty to overlook. Well, I was reading through the like the wikis and uh, even the one in, on the UASP, somebody needs to update the wiki uh, for Daedrat and include Arox the Mutilator because yes. he's a Daedrat or at least he's in his, the physical form of a Daedrat. His form is, yeah, right. his, his punishment form without going into spoilers from the deadlands that's he he's basically taken out of his very impressive daedric form otherwise which we don't know what it is yeah we know okay so here this is what's so cool we know that he was the overseer of the blood pit he was he was a very powerful leader among these daedra and maybe a zivali maybe maybe some other form of like anthropomorphic daedric well, you creature sort of you see him get a bit cranked out at one point and he resembles i i my assumption would be that's what the model is but uh when he runs amok before he's basically just entombed again in his daedric form he almost looks like a daedric titan so it's yeah. enormous yeah. when he briefly gets to help you run amok on the siege right but like 
then but i wasn't know, i wasn't sure if that was his original form or yeah, if that I, I was, was just say, him I'm not sure if that's like just, exactly manifesting like, like super big power for a moment in this huge right, body right right um and then again he goes right back to being a daedra because it's not a permanent cure to his curse right now, maybe we could assume that that's what he originally was because he he talks big he likes yeah. he likes people to know that he is Erox the Mutilator, even though yeah, he has a little tiny voice. Say, and... His voice also hysterically does not match his form. It's just, it is all around fantastic. Right. And his dialogue is great because... It's he, so good. Well, he, he ends up working for you and you become his master. Uh, yeah. And he he's very respectful. I mean, he's still a Daedra and he still well, is you... totally cool with killing and mutilating and doing all of those things. But he's very respectful to you in the way well, that he, he interacts. It is funny because, again, where you can have these binding contract with, with Daedra uh, and it kind of forces them to do what they need like to obey, even if they don't want to. It is really funny because, to, to your point, he becomes indebted to you in the story it through you know various means and like you said he always acts in a respectful manner to you because he owes you right but it's funny right. because he will slip up sometimes and like totally let on that it's like if i wasn't in a contract with you you are worthless scum and i can't stand you and it's like oh no i that's not what i meant i totally appreciate you <laughs> right. for what you're doing and i would be happy to it's really it's he's definitely a fan f favorite for a reason right 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 yeah because i mean he's like oh you're immortal i could i could just destroy you yeah but i'm bound to you right now so i'm gonna be yeah. nice uh so he says it things like a lot of comic relief to that expansion yeah which was rather grim outside that <laughs> yeah no it was really good like sometimes the writing is a little overly redundant because they need yep. to clue people in on stuff and sure I've, I've had my complaints before but sometimes they have characters that i'm just like oh this guy's great yeah totally nailed it yeah so he says things like uh so before you release him he says you're kind of negotiating with him he says things like erox the mutilator is a dead rat of his word at least currently <laughs> release me and i will do anything in my power to aid your cause you do have a cause that needs aiding, don't you? <laughs> and then when you release him, he says, Free uh, sweet freedom at long last. Erox owes you for this kind indulgence. <laughs> like, he uses words like indulgence or... Um, oh, go ahead. It's funny because he... Well, it's funny too because like to your point... He's screaming it all the time too. Like right. he's just like he's just this yelling. enraged ah. like barbarian and it's just everything is yelling. <laughs> yeah. Your pack is perfect, Master, and I found the encoded note. I will work on translating it forthwith. <laughs> he's just, it's like forthwith. You know, it's just great. He's he's great. Um I hope he's one of those characters that comes back in future. I episodes. would love yeah, it's one because a lot of the recurring characters, I know they're fan favorites and stuff like that, but I've mentioned before, I don't find a lot of times the characters or the draw the same way that i think the land and the situations are the draw to me in the series yeah. but sometimes they do nail it just like so perfectly and i mean everybody relates to different characters but it, it, yeah it erox it, it is just five stars definitely would like him to come back for some reason at some point and these kinds of um story elements are part of what makes the elder scrolls games and not just eso the elder scrolls games and a lot of the stuff bethesda does so right. charming and fun is that they'll, they're like okay what if we take a big scary daedra and we put him in the little tiny body <laughs> he yeah. has to work for right. you right what would that look like and then yeah. you end up just having to go through with it and 
it's great. It's great stuff. So that's Aerox the Mutilator. We're not going to go into the quest line stuff. That's that's for you to play through. We might we might want to devote an entire episode to some of that in the future, but sure. that's that's not right now. Uh, that's not for now. That's not for now. But like, the one thing that this really does kind of illuminate for us is this idea that the Daedra see the Daedrats as being a very low quality of life kind of being like on the scale yeah. of types of daedra they're real close to the bottom that's why he was bound in <laughs> <Right>. this form is <laughs> because it's a punishment so that's a uh, Aerox the mutilator um we've got two more to get into on this episode but first we've got a ton of new patrons that we have to shout out so we're going to take a quick break we're going to go thank them and then we're going to come back and talk about more daedra creatures so don't go anywhere this is Hamish Morak, Dragonborn, and you are educating yourself to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. So, Lotus, we've been kind of uh, on vacations and st- stacked some episodes. It's been a yeah. little while since we've done this. So it's normally I didn't think to get the list. Oh, it's totally to. fine. <laughs> yeah. N- normally I just go back a week and I just kind of look through the list. I don't remember the last name we shouted out. So I'm just going to yeah. if I, if you get a double shout out, congratulations. But there's a bunch. Thank you to everybody who supports this show. You are amazing here. Maybe you can count as I go through this. We've got uh, Grug. O, Theodore O, Tenson Star, Jaden H, Dayton F, Vampirophilus, Fvig, I don't know how to right. pronounce that, Nathan C, uh, scrolling up, Nicholas, uh, scrolling, some people are changing their amounts, uh, GW, uh, Jamie H, Jacob P, Justine L, a Slippery Banana, wonderful name, Michael okay. K, Kendra B, Philip R, Ben F, Antonio E, Oz, and Sheogoreth's Sweet Roll. <laughs> Welcome to the Patreon. Right. Holy moly. Uh, so just based on that, I believe that was 21. 21 people. New and names. I think it's been maybe three weeks since we it, recorded yeah, I think it's been then... three weeks since the last shout out thing, because we yeah. had two episodes in your stead, and then we took one week off. Right, right. So, so thank you. Thank you to all of you. Yeah, thank you for being here. Thank you to everybody. I hope you're enjoying the ad-free episodes. Uh, some of you will be getting t-shirts. If you stick around for three months at that tier four t- tier, uh, you'll also be able to join us at the end of the month, so you can chime in on the Discord and let everybody know what you'd like to talk about and be part of the show. All of that stuff at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. And uh, also, we have to shout out our Daedric Princes. Currently, we have three of them. Jacob C. Kiris, Jacob K. Kira C. And Sheogoreth Sweet Roll is a Daedric Prince. And that's <laughs> awesome. So thank you to all 126 of our current patrons. That is amazing. Also, Lotus, we got some some nice little quick reviews that came in over the last few weeks. Um, I'm pretty sure I didn't read this one. We're going to go back to Boogeyman Killer. I don't know if you remember okay. that name. Uh, this is from it's the United States. Familiar offhand. They write, yes, with an extra S. Amazing show. Love learning about random lore. Elder Scrolls is my all-time favorite. Listen everywhere and all the time. Keep up the great work. Awesome. Thank you for that boogie uh, man killer. I hope I hope you're killing boogie men and not boogieing while you kill men. 
one of those is yeah no the first one would be better yeah yeah uh the next one also from the united states is death claw jesus <laughs> this one i actually read out while you were gone okay did you read this one but yeah you know what put your i love this name just fyi awesome name that's yeah. my favorite jesus very funny crossover name yeah. yeah favorite jesus is death claw jesus thank you for, for the review we don't have to read that a second time but we have two others both from australia our australian Ooh. friends on the complete opposite side of the world from where we are uh this one is from from Florine 512 who writes great show I started listening a few weeks ago I have not been able to stop I haven't been able to watch the show since I'm from Australia but plan to one day thanks for all you do love the content thank Aww. you for taking the time to leave the review that's awesome also um, if you if you want to see our beautiful faces if you can't make the live show all of these episodes go up on the Elder Scrolls Lorecast YouTube channel so you can always tune in there so it's all that, true that's a way to enjoy that as well uh, so thank you for taking the time to do that. Also, we've got one from, from Stumpy Eight and Elf in Australia. These okay. names are killing me. Yeah, our, our Australian friends are the best ones. I think. So. <laughs> um, um, all right. So tell me what you think about this review. It says, "Is good ear food." Five stars. <laughs> this podcast satisfies my ear, mouths, and brain stomach. Great. Good, good listen. Recommend. <laughs> I feel like I want to use that on a resume. <laughs> I do a podcast that people enjoy with their ear mouths and brain stomach. Yes, I fill up ear mouths and brain stomachs. Hire me. <laughs> Hire me. Hire me to do your podcast for you. Uh, so um, that's fantastic. Um, on, on just as a kind of like, I guess, community style thing, since that's kind of where this is, I, because of all sorts of weird technical issues, I haven't been able to stream much myself along with like minimal time available. Um, but I've joined some people on their streams and the amount of people who said that they love the podcast in other people's streams has just been like, oh my God, I, it's Lotus from Lorecast or Tales. And it's like, I love the show. It's, it keeps me busy at work and stuff like that is really, really nice of everybody. I'm so glad people enjoy the show as much as they do. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, very cool. Thank you for shouting out the show in other places. Yeah, that, I was going to say, thank helps. you everybody for, you know, when you when you mentioned that, it, it's quite uplifting to know that everybody enjoys the show so much. It makes it so that it's, all, you really don't ever want to miss an episode when you know everybody enjoys it so much. Right. It's also hard as a content creator. Um, I mean, it's one thing to get constructive criticism because that helps. Like when it's oh, when it's meaningful absolutely. and like in and like positive and intentional, like, yep. you know, I really like the show, but it would be better if they did this. That's great. Absolutely. Like, that's totally awesome. Um, you know, sometimes it's, you take a little bit of an ego hit, but in the end, it makes things better. And, and that's good. Uh, sometimes people on the Internet are just rude. And then that's just that's just a well, bummer. Yeah, that's, that's the problem with just not being constructive. When, when people actually have something they would like changed, I always appreciate that because I wouldn't no otherwise right right yeah <laughs> like sometimes when, i just need to be made aware of something yeah um, yeah but anyway but thank you thank you for all the support everybody and um we couldn't do this without you anyway let's move on we've got more daedra to talk about here we go you're listening to the elder scrolls lorecast dear child of cities that is why the night mother loves you all right, we're back. Lotus, we've got another one of those lesser detailed descriptions of creatures. So uh, when I say Daedric horse, what do you think of? Um, well, much in the same vein as a Daedrat, where it's like it's probably a rat and it looks demonic. 
I'm going to say it's a horse and looks kind of demonic. You're absolutely correct. <laughs> That's about it. Uh, according to the UESP, Daedra horses are a type of Daedra resembling fiery, glowing red horses covered in black tattoos. Usually hostile, the beasts possess a flaming body and leave behind fire salts when banished. Instead of hair, the creature's tail consists of several spiked flails. Daedra horses are used as mounts by the Dramora of the Deadlands, although they can also be summoned into Tamriel. Uh, and there's a related Daedra horse here, the Nightmare Courser, which we will save for a future episode. But yeah, that's about it. It's kind of like a Daedra in that like you're like, oh, it's a creepy looking demonic looking rat. Well, there's horses, too, now, which this raises the question. Both of these, which came for first, the Daedric version or the mortal Tamrielic version? And also, I, I have other questions, which we really don't have answers to. So, you know, if anybody has any great theories, I'd love to hear your headcanon to this. Um, but. Like, are they just created but like do they just form with tattoos or do they need to get tattoos put on them like do they go <laughs> to the local daedra tattoo artist to have them tattooed on do yeah. horses care if they have specific tattoos also what is a flail tail made out of flails spikes just, just spikes just, it's a tail like, with spikes at I the mean, end i just mean what is it is it bone is <laughs> it's it producing metal it's made out of like, horse duh it's just I, it's, it's just point horse it's just pointy horse part that's how that works yeah also they seem to usually have armor and like saddles and stuff on them i don't think they grow those parts but we don't no, really know for sure those are placed on but if the tattoos might be part of the actual creature then maybe the armor is like plates that just kind of grow out of it they just grow domestication yes so that they can be well maybe the straps useful. are added on but like the actual armor plates themselves might be just like hard like scales i don't think this is the case i'm just throwing this idea out yeah, there that yeah, like we no. it's hard to tell where the creature begins or ends you know but yeah they what just grow domestication <laughs> just like they, they're just designed to be domesticated they just really want to help out other daedra to get them around yeah like, yeah if i was to throw out a theory here it's that the creatures in tamriel came first and then the daedric versions of them were made as some sort of like dark mockery of the creature i i could see something like that um yeah i, I could see something along that line or a lot of times the way things are crafted in response to a need for something like where a lot of the um daedric princes have dramora that are tending to be under their service more than others maybe one was just like yeah our i don't know our minions are too slow like our <laughs> golden saints don't get around fast enough get them some daedric how do, horses how do those mortals get around faster ah things called horses let's it's make one of those horses. we need an evil version of that right we, we must make some evil horses um but like daedric titans are a mockery of dragons right there are other kinds of daedric creatures that are very exactly. specifically designed that way so right. maybe so the more mon it, mundane ones are also 
Yeah, it's not a or, or a corrupted version of something that's just kind of spawned into having multiple versions of it as opposed to, you know, just the one that was corrupted. Who who knows? But yeah, it is just it's the this one's a little goofy. Yeah, th- and some of them are a little goofy. Yeah. Uh, speaking of goofy ones, let's move on to our last one. Um, when you think about giants, uh, monsters with alligator heads, you probably think of the Daedroth <laughs> because yes. that's what they are. And they've been around a long time. Like yeah. way back in Daggerfall, we have big old alligator looking Daedra people walking around with axes and stuff. And uh, these show up in ESO. They show up pretty much everywhere. Yes. I um, I remember back with um, Morrowind, which was where I picked up the series originally. I was very confused why there was a giant pseudo alligator man just beating the crap out of me when I woke up sometimes. Like if I would sleep outside, <laughs> it would be like, oh, you know, can't rest nearby enemies or whatever. And I'm just like... That's a really jack dude who's an alligator. What is happening? And uh, yeah, it's just they same thing with Oblivion. They they became a little less alligatory and a little more creature-ish. I mean, they a definitely little... resemble an alligator quite a bit still, but they literally looked like alligators in Morrowind and Oblivion. Yeah, and they're skinnier. Like all the creatures in Morrowind had like these skinnier limbs. They were like the, yes. the design aesthetic was a little bit more emaciated yeah if that's the right word spindly spindly maybe that's better uh but by the time you get to oblivion they're kind of beefy and, and kind of thick again they, they look a little bit more formidable and then yep. in the rest of the series they're all kind of they're stocky right even though they're they're tall they've got like thick tr- like tree trunk type legs and arms and and their, their mouths aren't the whole focus but in morrowind they very much are just kind of like a skinny alligator man <laughs> yeah yeah it's just they, i don't know they're they're much more generic than some of the others, but I also find them to be just like a real staple of like thinking of Elder Scrolls creatures. Daedras for some reason always stuck with me just because they're weird. They are weird. And I think there's just something about um, uh, taking on a like a anthropomorphized creature, like a, a scary, dangerous creature and making it humanish. That's just kind of disturbing. There's something about that. Um, yeah yeah but here we haven't read out the the article from the uesp yet so yeah there's actually a little info on this besides our meandering about discussion (laughs) some actual facts here we go yeah daedroths are crocodile i keep saying alligator but yeah and they say it's kind of funny rob brought that up he's like yeah they look a little more crocodile-y to me it's like well whatever yeah crocodiles tend to have uh teeth that are more likely to jut up and narrower noses if i recall and alligators have Uh, wider noses with teeth that are more likely to jut down on the outside of the mouth um but uh there's different kinds anyway uh crocodile headed bipedal daedra associated with moleg ball of course moleg ball made these and then everyone else got them too right this is one of those things that happens one of the daedric princes usually moleg ball or one of the other really dark ones makes something and then everybody else gets them eventually um they can also be found serving Merun's dagon of course they are strong hulking reptilian daedra with animalistic tendencies but still a dangerous foe with powerful clawed arms and moderate magic ability 
they are sorry, though some have been known to use weapons and wear simple armor, most attack with bare claws. They have a powerful bite and the ability to spew hot flames. Some Daedroths can spit poison or shock magic. They stand roughly at the height of a mortal, if not taller, usually taller, I would add on that one. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're walking around at like seven foot five, yeah, they're probably right about your height. <laughs> if you're like a really big Nord <laughs> or high elf or somebody. Um, yeah. They can be summoned in gargantuan sizes. Particularly large Daedroths are difficult to summon and can only be controlled by those with strong will. Daedroth sacks and teeth are used in alchemy. Where do, what, what part can't of, be used in alchemy? What part of the... Where's the sack on the Daedroth? I'm not sure exactly where that part comes from. It's an earlobe. Ah, got it. Got yeah, it. It's like the inner right. ear part because yes, they're like correct. reptiles. Yep, that's mm. it. Okay. Yes. There's okay. no further thought being put into this. That's it. All right. Yeah. I love that uh, there's the second part here of this article where it talks about the linguistics of Daedroth because it says linguists will point out that Daedroth is also the proper singular form of Daedra. Daedra yes. being plural, Daedroth being singular. Like right. look at that Daedroth would mean look at that daedric being right there right yeah. or if you said look at those daedra that would mean multiple of daedric beings uh, but for these creatures the common usage is daedroth singular and daedroths plural yeah it gets weird it gets weird with gets daedra weird. both singular and plural being used as the generic term so don't actually use it in the way that it would supposed to be make, making sense because these things are their own creature and so it seems like they've modified the use of language so daedra can both mean a daedra or those daedra right kind of that's kind of weird. weird yeah that's very weird um one thing that I really want to just kind of throw out there for everybody, um, you had mentioned for the most part, they will attack with claws or whatever, and they don't really necessarily wear armor an awful lot. But it does say that, you know, they can use weapons um, or use armor. I strongly suggest going to the UESP if you're uh, at all interested in weird sprite work or kind of renditions of things. Look up the the physic like that the, i guess we could bring it up on stream but like i would say go to this and look this up from daggerfall the daggerfall they're one just straight up alligator mercenary people yeah <laughs> here let me let me people. save the image real quick so i can just put it yeah, up well, on the screen we could, I, I just thought of that i was like we could actually put it on this because this is really funny it is really small it is very it's, it is it's very small almost it's, cute yeah, it is hilarious, though. Right, he's here. got a little battle axe. There he is. Oh, he's so little, tiny. I have to stretch him out so make him little. bigger. Um, there we go. There he is. is. He's just marching yeah. around with his little battle he's axe. Just, he's just, yeah, he's just marching around. There he is. Ah. He <laughs> <laughs> looks like he's saying, ah. With his mouth wide open. <laughs> yeah, he's got armor and a battle axe. And so enjoy that image for anybody uh, watching this. It's it's fantastic. <laughs> it's so funny. It's very cute. Very cute. So that's that's the Daedroths. Um, I mean, they're really not anything. I mean, they're kind of used as like these big intimidating creatures in an army. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, they, they aren't seen as being particularly intelligent, although they can cast some magic, but they're mostly just big and ferocious. It's kind of right. their deal. So, 
All right, that's going to do it for the Daedric creatures from this episode. We will continue this series in a future episode, so don't worry. We've got we've got a whole bunch more to get through. Yeah, like we're maybe almost a quarter of the way through the, the yeah we're about, we're about a quarter away th- uh, of the way through these. Um, but again, it, it's hard because some of them are much more involved, some of them are less involved. So it's kind of uh, it's kind of depends on which ones fall into line with which ones we're going to cover on how much there is to them because it's definitely all over the place on how fleshed out they are yeah i also think that this gives us a certain amount of uh not just insight but kind of respect for the creators of these games in the wide variety and different kinds of things that you see among the data because a lot of times it's considered generic fantasy which to a degree it is but it's got its own spin on it and one of the things that i've really kind of i've I've long found fascinating about the elder scrolls especially playing back through some of the older ones is a lot of the older games had this foundation for what things were but they change over like well i mean the series has been around for quite a while at this point but like they never really throw anything away they just modify it mm-hmm. and when you see creatures like this it's a real especially when they're bizarre like if it's grounded it's like okay yeah there's a little less variation a horse is a horse of We're course not make that of rhyme course. no no i did it not. i did it no no i said we weren't going to um but like when you get into these weird things like clan fears where they could originally talk or daedros where they were more prone to wearing armor and having a derpy little face type of thing (laughs) (laughs) like it's it's interesting to see that the creature that in the (laughs) i love it (laughs) here he is again (laughs) i love that he's you know he looks basically just like honestly if you were to show me that i think it looks a little less like oh perfect there now he's dancing at the top of the screen he looks more like what i would picture a um like a variation of an like a sack seal or something like that than than a day nowadays i actually fits perfectly on my hat brim um <laughs> so like yeah just some have become more human some have become less humanized and stuff like that over the years so it's interesting just to see some of the evolved forms of them as you go through the series yeah yeah i think uh, it's it's cool to see how these these change over time and yeah. it, it sometimes they change in fits and else. starts like just little differences over time and sometimes it's just like oh, they were one thing and now they're just something completely different because they just updated that right like, flat out exactly so yeah yeah it's, it's just it how is, game it's, design it's, goes you got to make exactly. the thing that works for the thing you're making and sometimes you got to break a little bit of the history to do it so yep yep all right well that's going to do it for this episode thank you everybody for tuning in and being here and we will be back next week with another regular episode regular time thursday nights 9 p.m eastern 6 p.m pacific lotus i know you got other stuff going on what's what's new uh, what do you yeah share? i was gonna say we should be recording an episode of tales pretty soon um there's there's just been well, there's for anybody who plays elder scrolls online one the zeal of xenathar event just ended but now because of quakecon there's a hundred percent xp boost event going on right now so if you're looking to get levels or whatever now would probably be a good time to do so um other than that i've just been trying to jump into game whenever possible and um continue work on our playstation guild hall which 
once completed, I'll do a, a little video walkthrough for everybody uh, that can see the PlayStation side of stuff. But um, yeah, anybody in the guild and stuff like that that I've had a chance to run stuff with, my schedule's really bizarre. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, actually getting to catch up with people and uh, run some stuff in Elder Scrolls Online as of late. So awesome, awesome. Do a little yeah. a little house tour, a little yes. We'll do like one of those um like home makeover like show videos. Uh, so- Compared to my <laughs> normal dialogue of like playing Daggerfall and swearing a lot and yelling at the classic games while they just beat me into the ground because of difficulty and confusion, um, apparently I have a very, I, I was told that I have a very soothing ASMR style uh, when I do housing things because I've only ever done two housing videos because oh. I don't do a lot of housing even though I like it. Um, and people said that I borderline sound like a different person when I'm just like, mellow and relax like yeah. reading something like describing something same yeah. thing with me like leading trials people are like yeah you're like uncomfortably calm <laughs> like <laughs> I, I bring like, out I, I bring out the energy in you and then you go do other stuff and you're like and this is where the skyline is yeah and if you look that's what i've been told i i guess it's actually kind of true i didn't realize it until people had brought it up most people are pretty like, chill when they're just like doing things and well, they're not yeah right. something like that yeah yeah so so that's as rob said use so your just, trial voice use your trial voice is that yes, what your wife says on those romantic evenings let's use it look will you just use your inside trial voice please? listen listen this just isn't working for me i really need you to use that trial voice <laughs> You know, you know how I love your child voice. You know how I love your trial voice. Well, tell me, tell me about the housing. Tell me about the housing. (laughs) So, yeah, apparently I have two tones. Uh, The classic tone where uh, I'm mad all the time and then the uh, organized thing where I don't want other people to freak out. So apparently I get unnervingly calm or something like that. So I've learned Uh, little did I know. That's good to know. That's good to know. Yeah, yeah. Go, go check out. Go check out Lotus's stuff. <laughs> Lots of cool stuff to check out, especially if you're in, into ESO. And yep. um, if you're looking for other podcasts or anything on the network, robotsradio.net is the place to go see it. You can find my shows. We've got Starfield launching in just a few weeks. The Starfield Lorecast is up with a bunch of the latest news and stuff. So you can go check that out. And um, that's going to be diving into the lore and a bunch of gameplay stuff. And we're, we'll be getting into Starfield. Don't worry. If you were looking for a source of a place to be excited with other people about Starfield, that will be the podcast for you. Uh, but lots of awesome stuff, robotsradio.net. And uh, thank you for tuning in again, chat. Thank you for being here. And until next time, stay safe out there. There's a bunch of really crazy, weird Daedra. You got to be careful. (laughs) We'll see you all next time. Bye, everybody. See you later. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach me on Twitter at robots underscore radio or Lotus of Doom at Lotus of Doom. Also, you can join us on the Robots Radio Discord channel. You can easily just search Robots Radio Discord on Google or check the description underneath the podcast. Also, this podcast is recorded live every week on Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on the Robots Radio channels on Twitch, YouTube, and on Facebook. So just search Robots Radio on any of those platforms come join us we'd love to chat with you while we record the show or before or after either way just come hang out with us and if you're looking for more information about my shows and the shows on the robots radio network go to robotsradio.net for all the information about all the shows on the network including the robots radio rocket club where i help both new and existing podcasters to grow their shows build their audiences and create the best podcast they possibly can all of that at robotsradio.net we'll see you next time